Welcome to Stupid About Children mini podcast, where we play with ideas that we don't often think about when it comes to our kids. So my daughter and I have been talking a lot about conflict because it feels like we've been having more of it. And I say feels like because, you know, as we talk through it and as I think back, we both kind of realize like we're not having more conflict than we were before. I mean, I, especially as her mother, remember tons more conflict, um, you know, even in younger years, like three-year-old, four-year-old, six-year-old, or at least not more, but plenty of conflict daily. Um, Many times a day, conflicts would come up. I think one of the big differences, though, is that she's 13 now. And so maybe this plays into why there's this perception that there's so much more conflict or fighting or problems, issues, whatever, when um, you have a teenager. I think part of it could be perception because she is now aware of it. She is aware of the fact that this is happening. Um, And... So maybe it fires them up more if you have that kind of teen. I mean, she behaves that way sometimes. It fires her up and she gets really defensive and engages. Um, But other times it's more like it just weighs heavily on her and she's kind of tired of fighting or um, exhausted that, you know, everything isn't sort of rosy like her memories of being six and we have problems more or something like that. Um, I don't know, maybe weighs heavy on her because she thinks it's not supposed to happen or that, you know, she feels like she's doing something wrong. And so that's why we've been talking about it, because I I noticed that and I felt like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. I mean, there are different reasons why this teenage time period is really challenging for me me as a parent. And I've already spoken on those before. It is a different new time and it is challenging because you're kind of doing that final push towards adulthood. Like you're pushing them off that ledge. And when you were having conflicts when they were like three, they were definitely conflicts. And, you know, it was a different ledge. It was pushing them into a new zone of being aware of others. You know, Um, I remember that push specifically, because that was really hard, you know, and I have a three-year-old too. Uh, So, you know, having them be aware of others. um, And not just like, because I want to. (laughs) Uh, Yes, but that doesn't work for everybody else, you know, so there's different pushes along the way. But teenage uh, area is kind of that final push, like nobody's going to do it yourself, you're going to have to or nobody's going to do it for you, you're going to have to do it yourself. You're going to have to try some stuff that you've never tried before, and maybe it'll be scary, whatever. And these things are small, like managing your own time and remembering what you need to do tomorrow and making a list of a few things and making sure that they get done. You know, these are small things, but huge to someone who's never done that before, who's had a mom to remind them, you know, what time it was or what needed to be done or to help push them along or to, you know, and and still I'm there for some of that tandem, uh, you know, helping still, but it's definitely a bigger push. Like, no, no, it's not reasonable for me to step in and help you here because really you can handle it. You just have to be willing and go for it. So there's reasons why teenage time period is extra hard for a parent because it's a final push and it can be exhausting because I do, I feel like a steam engine or a pusher a lot. So I've spoken on that before. Um, 
But speaking specifically about the teenager and, you know, what I'm noticing about her experience is that, yeah, she's much more aware of conflict happening. And she almost has this like fairy tale memory of how everything was smooth and wonderful before. And now all of a sudden there's problems. And really that's just because she wasn't aware of them before. She didn't feel like they were problematic. Now all of a sudden she is feeling that, um, or fighting back. She didn't think she had to defend herself. You know, it's this, the learned stuff, which is why I said, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, I'm noticing this. Let's talk about this more clearly, okay? One, conflict is not something to be feared. It's not something scary. It's something that happens every single day. And only our crazy society tells us that, no, it's not supposed to happen every single day. Um, sorry, you know, I understand that belief is going to like fly in the face of, you know, lots of other people's. But let's look at it honestly. I mean, it happens every day, even in nature, uh, in the way that, you know, molecules work and behave on every level. Conflict is just a part of daily life. But it doesn't have to be this negative, horrible thing. Like, when is conflict threatening? Conflict is threatening, of course, if there is like physical harm or something happening. Absolutely. But uh, aside from that, because the, that is very rare. I mean, um, well, on the whole, it's rare. Um I don't mean that many people are not in those types of situations where there is actual conflict with harm and that those don't happen, you know, several times in the course of a lifetime, too. Absolutely. And uh, maybe way more than several. I'm not trying to speak on those. I'm saying if we're talking every day, all the time, uh, conflicts are mostly not even about that physical level. They are just about disagreement or two people valuing different things or seeing things differently or wanting to take a different approach or having different expectations or just a rub, a rub. You know, what this person is doing is rubbing up with what this person is doing. Um, it's kind of the, the stuff of intimacy. If you're close with anyone, if you're working with anyone, you know, uh, conflict happens. Work, conflict happens all the time um, because you're working closely with people. You're working. It's not even because you're engaging at an emotional level. You're just um, putting your energies towards the same thing. And there is a closeness. There is a teammateness. Um, and so if you're on a team um, and certainly in a family and certainly the closer you try to be with someone, whether it's a friendship um, or family member, uh, whatever, when you're creating closeness, more conflict happens because you get closer and closer. There's more rubs uh, that are possible if you're living in physical proximity or just emotionally closer and closer, depending more on each other in um, a healthy emotional kind of way. So it's something that happens every single day. Um, and so it's not to be feared. It's not scary. The only thing that maybe is um, negative or can be worth um, being concerned about, so to speak, is unresolved conflict. Conflict that you don't learn from, that you don't take as a growing tool, that you don't um, just resolve, really, is this the simplest thing is, you know, if 
if you leave it unresolved, that is when it will do you harm. That is when things get unsafe emotionally, um, psychologically, even in your brain function. I mean, there's the fight or flight going on, and it's actually those levels of stress, whether they're conscious or subconscious, they're doing damage um, in your brain, in your system, taking a toll on your body, on your nervous system. Those are the types that are... Um, you know, dangerous or to be concerned about. Those might be the ones you're worried about. But in, in my case with my daughter, you know, I had to point that out. Like conflict happens every day. It happens all the time. This, this, first of all, your perception or, you know, this concept that we're going through some extra conflict right now may or may not be true. I mean, we also had plenty every day, many times a day on all the years that led up to this. But you probably weren't as aware of those. You're just becoming more aware now. You're just more of an adult. You're just understanding it more. You're getting engaged with it more with me. Before, it was just kind of me leading you through conflict. But now, finally, it is your turn to engage with it too. And um, not me lead you through, but us get through it together. Us actually uh, negotiate uh, this conflict together. So that's a positive thing. You know, that's a good thing. That's like a new step. And yeah, I'm sure it is new and different and maybe even, um, a lot of extra, extra stimulation, extra work. Uh, so for sure I give her that, but just trying to keep her head about her, like, but there's nothing upsetting about Meaning nothing that is bad, okay? I mean, upsetting, like she can be upset, absolutely. Everybody is allowed to be upset about conflict or, you know, feel whatever she needs to feel about it, but um, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing that you should feel bad about, like something you're doing is wrong. No, you're just learning. You're a human being. And even if there are things, I mean, I do want her to take responsibility for the things that she might be able to adjust or correct or that she might have done quote unquote wrong or, you know, something that hurt someone else or something that was, um, you know, irresponsible or not helping the group or whatever. But even in those moments, you're not overall wrong. You know, there's nothing fundamentally wrong. You're absolutely a human. This is absolutely what being a human is like. You're doing everything right. You're learning as you're supposed to. And these conflicts are only a sign of that. You're having conflict um, because you're developing close relationships. I think, you know, the only goal... The goal is not to have no conflict. I think that is the misconception. And actually, I wonder if that also contributes to why all of a sudden her perception of conflict has changed is because she's a little more aware and influenced by the world's views or our society's views. Um, because, you know, she didn't, you know, when she was seven or eight or whatever, um, and we were having conflict, it wasn't as heavy, like, oh, no, this means something bad is happening. Um so, yeah, maybe some role of it, some role in it is that uh, society's views on it are seeping in to her awareness a little bit more, or having more of an influence because, yeah, nothing. Um, your goal is not to not have conflict, you know, um, but I think that she has 
imbibed that you know she has somehow picked that up uh from society and there's a little tinge of that where she's thinking so i'm not supposed to have conflict right i mean everything is great and everything is smooth and it means i'm a good person or i'm a right person or we're a close family um if we don't have conflict but if we are having conflict that means things are bad and you know we're not close and you know you know our love is in jeopardy or threatened and i'm not being a good adult or i'm not being a good teenager i'm not doing it right i'm not um you know, being a good daughter, whatever those like silly blanket black and white statements are. Um, I think that's the kind of crap really that's going through her mind. Um, and it's not super heavy, but it's in there. I can tell. And so that's why I was like, let's stop. Let's talk about this. Let's like remind ourselves and we'll remind ourselves every day. I need reminding. I've heard the same societal uh, little whispers, too. Um, and it's not the case. You know, it doesn't. The goal is not to have no conflict, frankly. The people that are having no conflict in their life, generally, I mean, I'm not going to say all the time, but if they're not having rubs, um, then they're not usually growing closer and closer with people. They're not keeping their relationship alive and moving and really close because when things are moving and close to each other they will rub you know and i'm talking about the energy and the dynamics of a relationship um that's you know the zero conflict people usually things have gotten stagnant or stopped moving stale and distant um stagnant and distant is usually what that indicates now, some people may say like, oh, no, I don't have conflict because they might be defining conflict as ex total explosion, blowout, horrible, mismanaged, you know, angry conflict. Um, no, that's not exactly what I mean, because it's absolutely, absolutely <laughs> possible to live without that. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm going to take that back. It's not you can't live without it. Totally. It happens because we're human and it just happens. But I'm saying you know, that may not be an everyday because the goal instead of not having any conflicts at all, the goal instead is to get skillful at them, to get skillful at them, to know how to handle them when they come up so that they can be smooth, so that you can talk about it without the super duper explosion and the total blowout of all of your, uh, you know, all of your sort of fears and um yeah, just like blaming, lashing out and blaming the other person and just losing it or spiraling out to where you just, uh, yeah, can't get yourself through it. There can be nothing productive uh, because you've lost it or whatever. So it doesn't have to be like that. But that is that instead is the goal um, rather than feeling like, oh, no, we shouldn't be having these conflicts. Like, no, no, we should. Con these aren't the problem. This is fine. We can have lots of conflicts. We should expect it. You're a teen. We're in a new stage. You're like getting to a new, just like if you were, you know, learning a new level of dance, uh, which she understands because she takes dance. You know, it's like when you first start learning the new stuff, there's lots of conflict, lots of sucking at it. <laughs> and so that's fine. Um, it's kind of the fun part, like all the new stuff, all the new stuff that you get 
get to suck at. And then you will develop it. Your, your goal is to get the skills and develop the ease and to work on the ease. And that's a fun mountain to climb. And then you get to that point of ease. And then there might be another mountain uh, or a new level that you get to reach because then you'll suck again. <laughs> and that means you're entering a new level. And that's fine. You know, so as I said to her, it's, it's meant to be... Uh, this period of time is meant to have tons of conflict and so is everything. We, we will probably always have this much conflict from here on out. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows what, what life will be like, but um, we should be prepared to uh, because you're aware of conflict now and you're engaging in it with me and we're both negotiating it um, closer to the way two adults would. And so it's just going to happen. And it might be that we have at least, you know, one of these a day, two of these a day. Who knows? Especially if we're close and we remain close. Um, and that would be fine with me. Uh, that's not a problem. That's not anything upsetting at all. Instead, um, you know, the, the thing that would be upsetting is if they were going unresolved. That's when they were dangerous. That's when they would be dangerous. That's when I would be worried. That's when it would hurt, when they would be unresolved. And we're not talking about it. We're not being honest. We're letting it create wedges. We're letting, uh, and also we're just not learning from it. You know, if you were going back to the dance thing, if we were like learning new things and just, um, not learning from them, not trying it differently each time, not talking about it, not looking closely at what didn't work and what did and taking that information and really being active with it so that next time you try it, it's better. Well, that would be dangerous too, right? Because that's just going to lead to injury um, and you know wear and tear on your body and, and you'll, stagnation. You will be stuck right there, uh, sucking at that move forever, hurting your body, hurting yourself doing it over and over. And I feel like it's the exact same thing here. Um, that would be the dangerous thing. And honestly, uh, you know, I had a parent very much like that. I had a lot of conflict with my dad and it was really horrible. It did feel uh, like just end of the world kind of thing because there was no opportunity for resolution he didn't give me that chance it wasn't it was like nope we're not you know it was just like I didn't have that kind of power I was a kid and he didn't want to talk about it I shouldn't have had anything to say about it in his mind anyway and there was definitely no resolution we could not be productive with it um he would have rather just like not talked about it and given me the silent treatment for several days and then, uh, you know, talk to me like nothing had ever even happened like four or five days later, <laughs> which was weird because then I was supposed to kind of go along with that, you know, just like bury it, stuff it and move on and pretend like it never happened. So uh, I know a lot of people have had those types of patterns and other types of patterns, but um, those are the things that cause damage. Those are the things that suck. That's the stuff that we should be worried about. But I was just kind of assuring my daughter, we don't have that here. We don't have that here. I promise you we won't do that. Can you promise me that we won't do that? Like as long as we're agreed together that we're focused on resolution and productivity, making it work for everybody, win-win, so that we have some understanding on what happened, why it happened, and we just let it get us closer every time. We use it as a tool for more closeness, more understanding, for working as a team so that... Um, 
whatever was rubbing gets handled and we have a new strategy so that the rubbing can potentially stop. And if it messes up again, the next five days, fine. Just like the, the new dance move that you're trying to get. Yeah. If it fails five more times, like, all right, fine. But at least you were trying something different. And at least you were taking a good hard look at what was going on and trying to break it down and trying to understand it and trying to, uh, move towards and be productive, you know, towards that goal, which is the smooth skill, having it nice and smooth and skillful. In the meantime, you got more body awareness. You learned a bunch about your body and about the move itself and what parts make it up. And that's to me exactly the point. You know, you you learn more about yourself. You learn more about relationship. You learn more about the other person. You learn more about life itself. You're looking at it. You're trying to understand it. And, uh, you know, it's... Um, it's a really wonderful and beneficial process, conflict. Um, it's a really helpful and needed process. Uh, but yeah, the scary, there is a scary side to it, just like with anything. Um, but let's be clear on those. You know, that's what I really wanted to emphasize to my daughter. Let's be clear on those. You know, the only time that conflict is a threat to us you know, me and you, we know each other, you know, we know there's no physical threat here at all. But the only way that this conflict is actually a threat to us emotionally, a threat to our closeness, or a threat to our safety in our psychology, you know, a threat to us emotionally or um, nervous system wise, you know, the only way we're going to basically have our whole body um, overwhelmed with you know, some negative impact here is if we were letting this go unresolved, if we were lashing out at each other, if we weren't committed as a team to just, you know, let this be something we're trying to gain skill at. If we let our fear get the best of us and we're so worried about conflict that we're trying to avoid it, or we're so worried about conflict and what it means that we're trying to defend ourselves and say that it was the other person's fault and, you know, shutting ourselves out to it and shutting the whole conflict away from us. You know, if we let that fear uh, of conflict get the best of us and let that type of stuff happen, well, that's ironically when the real threat is. Um, but otherwise, if we understand what conflict can be for and we let it be that and we know that we're not going to uh we're not going to let it go unresolved then yeah there's it's it's a different thing we can see it through a different lens and we don't have to view this time period in our lives at all as a time period when there was all this horrible problems going on or so many more than usual or um, you know, conflict, conflict, conflict. We could instead view it as like, well, the, this was that precious time that we learned how to be skillful at conflict. Like we stepped up to a new level, um, especially my 13 year old and especially, you know, me with her. Absolutely. We grow as parents, uh, or we grow as people by being parents, but you know, this was that, that's what this time can be. It can be about when she learned how to get really skillful at conflict. Um, and she might get some bangs and bruises because <laughs> it's hard to step things up to a new level, but I'd much rather look at it, have her look at it that way or talk about it clearly instead of just take in this general feel 
uh, from society that like conflict means things are not okay. Because <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't believe that at all. I think that's what gets us into a lot of trouble as people. Thank you so much for listening. I've always loved playing with ideas, but usually they just aren't at all what others come up with. So that has made me feel weird for most of my life. Uh, but now I'm determined to take what makes me weird and to try to make it useful. So come and check out all the other podcasts and things that we've got going on at weirdisuseful.com.